Hello and welcome to Life Without Walls with me, Caroline Drury. This is the podcast that celebrates life beyond the guardrails and shines a spotlight on stories from people who have walked the path of change. Life Without Walls is about how we navigate change, the role of creativity in that, and why how we approach change makes all the difference. I'm Caroline Drury, leadership and life coach, and every fortnight I'm interviewing a new person to hear their story of living a life without walls. George Irvin is a contemporary British artist whose work celebrates nature through movement, colour and light. In his own words, George says, I am motivated to create environments that are complex, lucid, alive and fugitive as the landscapes I experience. For me, these works are a celebration of and a summary of time spent chasing the most uplifting moments in nature. Like a surfer chasing the ultimate wave, it becomes addictive watching these sublime events in the landscape. George has recently relocated to Exmoor with his family and is from here in this glorious landscape and from his studio in Simmons Bar that George makes his paintings. Time and change in the landscape is something that occupies a lot of George's work. George has had several successful exhibitions since leaving full-time teaching that explore the diversity of landscape across Great Britain. His work explores themes on nature and our place within it through the mediums of painting, photography, drawing and printmaking. After 12 years teaching in what was at the time one of the country's leading secondary art education centres, Stowe School in Buckingham, he and his wife Victoria set up and ran a fabulous art centre for all ages. George is also an excellent cook. He and Victoria have recently launched their monthly food curiosity events at Emmett's Grange near Simmons Bar. Victoria Seabag Montefiore, contemporary British artist says, George has excellent teaching skills, a wealth of experience and wonderful enthusiasm. Now, before moving to Exmoor, George and his family lived for a long time in Oxfordshire, and this was how our paths crossed. And when I first discovered George's paintings, I was immediately struck by how evocative they are of the landscape I love and in which I had grown up. And it was through George's wife, Victoria, I first heard exciting tales as they prepared to move house to Exmoor because they weren't just moving themselves and their children, but their whole menagerie of animals, including dogs, cats, and horses. George, I hope, will share some of his more adventurous moments with us today. And when I caught up with him recently, after their relocation, I was deeply moved by their story, how they decided to make the move, the mindset it takes to pursue adventure and up sticks in midlife, and what inspires him now. I am so thrilled he's able to join me here today. George Irvin, welcome, and thank you so much for coming on Life Without Walls. Thank you very much. Thank you for that introduction. That was very good. Great. So, George, when I first saw your work, I was struck by your vivid and emotive capture of nature. And I know that you're deeply inspired by being outside, and you often paint in the fresh air surrounded by the countryside you love. So I want to start by asking, how old were you when you connected to nature through painting and how did that come about? Uh, well, I remember uh, 
fun in i mean well first of all uh, my upbringing near uh on a farm near hook norton in oxfordshire uh i i think i'd need to almost use the word feral uh we um it was a wonderful farm and uh a dairy farm and lots of horses chickens ducks dogs um and uh we and the farm was at the time about 500 acres and uh we as children bicycled all over the the farm and uh, we built camps and um very very imaginative sort of uh, i remember the, the the straw bales and building uh the tunnels and sort of lab, labyrinths of uh quite imaginative um uh setups i suppose um and uh you know we we had a hugely imaginative uh, childhood and um used to create uh, extraordinary uh, games and uh, but we're basically winter spring summer autumn were, were, were outside and um but i do remember one specific uh moment where I had that uh, you were you were mentioning earlier these these moments of uh, kind of high spirit in in a view in nature, and I was bicycling to a friend's house from Great Chew to a little village called Ledwell, um, and we got caught in a rainstorm. And I remember looking across towards um, I suppose it was Banbury direction, and I can still see it now, and it. It looks like there's a lovely, a very famous little small painting by John Constable of um, rain coming down uh, on a little landscape. Um, and you can see these shards of, of sort of light coming through the, these, these big kind of um, arcs, I suppose, of, of a storm. And anyway, I just remember seeing this and stopping and both of us looking in, in in awe in nature and, and that's one of the first moments i've probably you know eight or nine and uh, remember going home and drawing it in my book that that night and um but yeah and also grow, growing up with my mother uh well my parents but my mother was an artist uh is an artist and she in 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 uh, at that time was very uh, encouraging and took us all to exhibitions and theater and um museums and we had artists visiting us and it was a very natural uh, way into sort of appreciating nature so there's so much that we could talk about today but i wonder if we focus on the move to exmoor first because when we chatted recently, you described it as being just a three-hour drive from your old home in Oxfordshire, but yet you might as well be in New Zealand for how alien it is. And I wonder, can you tell us a bit about your first winter there and what that felt like to arrive at the highest farm in Exmoor after those rolling hills of Oxfordshire you just described and how you set about exploring that landscape? Yes, well, as you say, it was... Um very different and uh yet 
you know, we did so many trips up and down with the Victoria's horse lorry. We we did the move ourselves. And, um, you know, it, it became a, it, it, it was very, I, I just find it still extraordinary how, you know, under three hours you can, you can get up, well, two, two and a half hours, you can be in sort of Gloucester and Gloucester, the edge of the Cotswolds. And um, yet it, it feels like sometimes that we really have entered a, a faraway world on, on Exmoor. And um, a lot of people, when we first arrived, would say, oh, you're up at Emmett's Grange and, uh, you know, you, you get a lot of fog up there and winter's going to be tough and, you know, you might... Uh, you might might not see see out until March, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so we were quite braced for uh, a tough winter because it, it really is the the highest farm on Exmoor. Mm. Um, and uh, we, you know, we, I sort of feel like I should have a badge saying I we survived a winter on Exmoor. But it, uh, you know, l l l luckily I quite enjoy the extremes of, of the weather and um you know victoria and i and the dogs went for a walk the other day on on a huge beach called woolacum um and pouring with rain and, and there were clouds rolling in and big waves and it was we came back absolutely sort of fizzed up by the energy of of nature um and then the next day it was blue skies and we were out uh, creating a vegetable garden and you know, doing all the things that we're we're doing to uh, getting excited about spring, mm. like everyone else. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a. You know, I, I'm st we're still loving the, um, the sort of uh, the newness of it all, and getting up in the morning, and going outside, and seeing. Uh, you know, yesterday the the cuckoo um, started, and we got swallows have arrived, and. Um, all, all the things that we had in Oxfordshire, but the, the environment of the landscape is, you know, just massively different. Mm. Um, but we're kind of enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. Magical, magical. And what about yeah. the community there? How have you gone about, because you've made this big shift, how have you gone about meeting new people and settling in that way? Um, well, it was quite interesting because we uh, have been coming down on holiday for the, probably 10 years mm -hmm. and uh we you know which is a very unrealistic snapshot of uh what Exmoor's really like uh because mm -hmm. you know it would be the same week in early august so looking back on it I, I remember wonderful green landscapes and um su sunshine and uh uh all the rest <laughs> of it uh, yet that did form a kind of basis of, uh, you know, we did get to know a few locals and um, uh, obviously places and faces. And uh, that that was a, a little bit of a foundation and a huge uh, driver in the decision to move here. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so, so, yeah, that, that was um, quite key. Mm, uh, yeah. and, but yes, I mean, the, in terms of our experience of um, being friendly, uh, you know, friendly community, it, it, we, we were slightly expecting it to be rather, you know, 
cl closed and cliquey mm. down here and quite a small community but um you know we've never been busier and we we have to sort of put the brakes on sometimes and say no we can't go out again that's three nights in a row and you know <laughs> so many friendly people and such diversity i mean the other night for example we were asked by uh, there's a, a very very a famous art critic who lives two fields down the hill um who who had a supper in her kitchen and you know there was a there were two farmers there there were two publicans there there were uh uh there was a sort of scientist who uh was was fascinating and and two gcse students and and us and uh, the conversation the conversation was so varied and interesting and um cultural uh, it was um you know very typical of of the sort of you know feeling around here there's there's lots going on and and nobody minds you know how old how old you are and you know the the age range was at that place of sort of 16 to 60 yeah and um you know it's uh we we found uh you know up in oxfordshire sometimes it's very easy to sort of get into your little social group and uh and, and you know coast along and lovely friends as they are and always will be um you know life has some sometimes needs to get you, you need to get sort of reminded and to to make that effort to be interested in in people with perhaps different views and you know have different conversations and different backgrounds and um, mm. that's definitely what we're getting down here yeah wonderful getting out of that bubble yeah yeah so you're deeply inspired by nature we know that and i'm interested to what extent did you draw on the power of nature when you were exploring new possibilities you know you knew that perhaps you were ready to leave oxfordshire but where were you going to go how did you use the power of nature on your walks to make that big decision to move well funny enough um i think it was about before lockdown and i had that this kind of i don't know whether it was feeling a bit sort of unfit and something like that but um needing to get outside and do something and uh i remember one evening i had a sort of forest gump moment and just started walking and walked on a dark night well it was light and it got dark and I remember going to this sort of t-junction turning saying I'm going to get to this t-junction turn around and come back and it was about three miles and uh, I from then on it became sort of addictive and I'd go off for three or four times a week for a three-hour walk and but came back really excited and really, you know, it, it sort of started, I realised how, how important it was to uh, feeding into what I was doing in the studio because, you know, it was winter. And um, mm. and I remember one of uh, a really exciting painting I did was a very spontaneous painting of a sunset down a very muddy track and it was sort of reflecting into the water of, of the puddles and lots of blacks and reds and was completely uh, fed by a, a, a long walk um, and, and a moment walking around a corner and seeing this and it was slightly abstract uh, it abstracted and um, you know and I put it on 
Instagram uh, and uh, and sold that painting quite quite quickly. And I think it said something about the spontaneity sometimes of of, of a good artwork. Um, but uh, and then during yeah these walks became. Um, you know, I, I'm still walking, and that's uh, you know five years later, whatever it is, <laughs> and, uh, and and seeing it, taking it very seriously in terms of uh, a way of uh, absorbing the landscape. Um, and Victoria, you know, keeps saying you must get on a horse around Exmoor because you mm -hmm. get to see so much more. And uh, I, I I probably will do that, but uh, at the same time, I think you can't be walking because of the pace and the you know. You're 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 just sort of taking in the spirit of the landscape um, with more, you know, uh, you know, the slow kind of progression. Yeah, as as you walk, can you tell? Um, because you shared something about when you and Victoria went down there and made that decision when you after your walk and sat down and had a drink. It's like, how did being out in the landscape of Exmoor together? help you actually arrive well, at that decision well, of, we, on, were, let's do it. We, we were on holiday and uh probably only a year ago yeah and uh because i suppose we've been down here seven months uh we were on holiday and we were keeping our horses here up at emmix grange because we took our horses down on holiday yeah as you do and uh they were here in the stables um you know 100 meters from where we are now and uh we went on this lovely walk to simmons bath the exmoor forest inn uh which is very much part of the community um hub around here and um as we walked we we were really like brainstormed well, what are we going to do you know we were in this situation renting a lovely farmhouse which yeah. was too expensive for us and we were thinking we need we need to do something. We need to move. Um, but we weren't necessarily in a position to move in Oxfordshire. Mm -hmm. You know, prices around Great Chew area, mm -hmm. Chipping Norton, as everyone knows, have just gone bonkers. Yeah, gone through the and, uh, you know, for what we wanted, it, which was, you know, our, our list of, um, what you know, aims were... Uh, landscape and um the, the riding and the, the walking and the sea perhaps mm. and uh, a bit of a new start so uh we were also kind of uh, getting out of hospitality having owned um the crown in church Anston mm. and uh, we, we now lease it out and uh we on this walk down to simmons bath we made this huge um decision and we both were very very excited about it uh once we sat down we had a had a pint at the pub and we we, we kind of both felt 100 percent sure that we were going to go for it mm -hmm. and uh you know we started looking um for somewhere to live and within a, a few days uh this um, bungalow came up for rent um, in the most beautiful position that looks down a valley with trees and then on beyond up to the moor. And uh, it was at Emmett's Grange where we had been keeping our horses. And there was this extraordinary like feeling of that was yeah. meant to be. Yeah. And um, 
you know, and then after that, it was about a month and we, we started to pack up. All um, very, very quick. So yeah. how, how did you bring about, because you have children, how did you bring them on the journey with you as well? You know, how did you convince other people in your life that yes, the right thing to do? Well, um, our eldest, Archie, who's at the Slade um, mm -hmm. UCL um, Art School, is... Um, you know, is quite open-minded and sort of bumbles along and uh, was very, very good about the whole thing um, and uh, loves London, to be honest. And uh, but once he's down here, he he, he loves it. And um, uh, Arthur loves being outside, loves the, the sort of country, countryside and fishing and shooting and any any outdoor activity and um he embraced it very quickly and his friends love coming down here too and so that wasn't a problem and then our, our daughter who's just turned 17 sylvia uh we we were she was our, our most uh concerned uh, we were worried about her because she really did have a, a strong uh group of friends up in oxfordshire and um you know and it was a bit difficult to begin with and mm -hmm. she again you know has had friends down to stay and has been out on her horse and it, it quite rapidly began to we began to see her smiling again after the initial sort of shock of it yeah. and it was a huge relief and uh so so i think we're all we're all happy yeah. and uh and even gorky the my my dear patterdale um immediately got into it so that that, that was fine yeah. very important um but uh yes you know when you make these big decisions it's it's you know it's not just about you and uh um we've made big efforts to make it exciting and you know come up when they are here our children um come up with exciting yeah. adventures to explore and then there are lots of those around here Mm, yeah, um, yeah, it's no it's small thing sort of... to to bring people along on that journey. I think that's sometimes what what people fear. Um, but that's wonderful, and the the way that you've both approached it. So something that you said to me really stood out about how you walk and get to know the landscape by being in it. And I'm interested in the process um, of becoming familiar with a new environment that you want to capture, you know, in your, in your painting, do you start by drawing or taking photos or do you get stuck in straight away with the painting? How do you, how do you go about it? Well, I have got to, in a way, two different approaches and yeah. sometimes, I mean, especially in the winter by force, um, it's more studio based, but that will be, often informed by I take endless photographs I don't look at a lot of them but I I, I find photography especially you know amazing iPhone and stuff um, is important to to looking um, and and ditto drawing um, and I have a sketchbook and uh, we'll we'll come back to the studio and, and a combination of sort of being in a place for a long time, as you say, on a walk, um, phot photography mm -hmm. uh, and drawing uh, can be enough to produce 
you know meaningful bigger piece of work but um you know now you know for example last week i i went over to dorset and went up onto egerton hill looking south and there was this amazing view sort of the, those vivid greens just starting to come through yeah. much more ahead of where where we are at the moment on Exmoor. Um, and there, and there, there on the horizon was this bright blue. And, and I was in that landscape from eight o'clock until six that evening um, and did two little small paintings and then a big canvas. Um, I even met, I got sunburned on the back of my neck. <laughs> it, it was extraordinary to think that the sun is that strong already. And, um, but you can't beat that absorption of, of, of seeing the, the kind of progression of a day uh, yeah. through changing light and um, the shadows are changing. It's all, you know, the, 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 the range of things. So it's a process of capturing, you know, fleeting moments and, and, and coming up with a, an impression of uh, the, that particular day and um, particularly enjoy you know watching the sky develop and trying to wait for the most dramatic you know in that case there, there was a very dull boring blue sky to begin with and then at about two o'clock these clouds came rolling in and um, it was very very exciting to to sort of watch that build up and then quickly try and sort of capture it saying right this is the moment and um that so, so but then again sometimes it's a very different feel when you're in the studio and sometimes you can you, your painting can take you in, in unexpected uh uh more imaginative perhaps yeah. um directions and surprise it's, it's always great when a painting you set up with an um set out with an ambition and a, an aim and then uh it takes you to somewhere unexpected but yeah. you've got to go with that and I suppose that's a bit of a metaphor for life absolutely and that's one of the things that I really love about your work I have some of your prints and looking at them I'm looking at one now of great you and um and wondering what was going on at the time when you painted it with the particularly you talk about the sky you know and all your skies sometimes it looks like there's raining or it's very red or the sun was setting and the different colours that you throw onto the landscape as someone then having it at home and looking at it and appreciating it. It's sort of putting myself in that landscape. And, and like I said, wondering what was going on. And then it's been interpreted, interpreted through your, your brush and your, um, your creativity. So it's, it's that, that magic continues. You know, mm, exactly. Well, it's a nice thought that, you know these things go off on, on a journey and, uh, and and carry on evolving in a way, and and I and I do enjoy it when you know I suppose sometimes slightly more abstract paintings, but um, they're always about nature. Um, people so say, you know, they enjoy living with them because they uh, see different things in them over time, and uh, and actually I find that. Um, I find that you know, we've got quite a lot of paintings in our house and, uh, you know, not just my paintings, but I, I enjoy the, the art that you keep re getting, receiving, uh, you know, and it's weird. 
different days sometimes you can come in and look at a painting in a new light and i think art good art can uh help you to sort of reflect your your mood and uh, and remind you how exciting life can be um so yeah very inspiring so as well as being a fabulous artist though you touched on having the pub you are also an excellent cook and you really appreciate great food and wine and yeah. i know in, in through your work you're combining food and art and and more workshops um how important is it to you that you understand the local provenance and you immerse in that um in a similar way to immersing yourself in the landscape for your paintings um well actually interestingly you were talking about sort of how did the community take us and how did we get settled in um and uh thinking about it now just just mm. occurred to me um that you know i'm I'm, a, I'm an enthusiastic cook not i'm not a chef i yeah. don't pretend to be but i love food i'm probably greedy and um uh, and I believe in local and delicious ingredients. And um, if you get that right, you, you know, you, you're bound to get good, great food. And I think we should all be paying a little bit more for our food. And, um, uh, you know, what we've been doing, uh, going back to that sort of uh, community thing, um, is once a month up here at Emmett's Grange, um, having a, a food curiosity evening mm-hmm. um and we've done three now and we've got four the fourth coming up on the 19th of may which is going to be around fish but it's been so interesting um connecting with you know artisan bakers and uh, flower growers and um the the fish people and the, the we killed a pig that was brought up on on the farm here and um you know just just connecting through that like you know and these interesting people are kind of coming out of the woodwork and came i sat next to an ex-chef last time and he came to the to the last event and um he's interested in curing meat and um he's got a, a special uh sort of temperature controlled room that where you can hang um the pork for for a long time and uh and his wife's a baker and they were talking we got talking and excited and well why don't you come and do an evening and uh you know suddenly it's like a a small snowball uh it's growing and and it's getting um exciting and you know the tickets are selling quite quickly and you know we want to do 30 i I think 30 is a nice number for me um but we did 35 last last week but um it's uh so so and when we had the pub in oxfordshire um you know i, I did experience you know i have great respect for for chefs who, who do it all the time because it is bloody hard work and uh to keep the uh the the sort of enjoyment and the inspiration going is um a huge challenge um when you're doing it breakfast lunch and supper six days a week um which i i I did have the experience of uh a a few times and uh yet now it 
you know, I've, I'm painting and I'm thinking about the menu at the same time and give, give 10 minutes and I write something down. Um, and uh, then, you you know, you, you can do get the whole thing sorted in a couple of days before and, uh, and, and really get it right. And it's so it's a great privilege to be able to be in that position and uh, enjoy it. And um, yeah, so far, so far, so good. Haven't poisoned anyone yet, <laughs> and, I hope. And uh, uh, but but yes, so but I mean around here it is incredible the access that obviously the the grass is incredible. So you've got amazing lamb and an amazing beef. Um, North Devon is renowned for that, mm-hmm. and the cheeses are incredible. Um, and and then Appledore we're, we're linking up with is a wet fish shop. Um, and you know we had some prawns the other night um had my cousin's wife who's japanese down to cook gyoza prawn and um we did a, a minced pork belly one as well um and just just fantastic you know not 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 mucking about too much with the ingredients and yeah uh, the other day wild garlic i mean i know you get that all over england but i've never known such uh sort of pungent you know you didn't need much of it and uh you know you infuse that in a in a breadcrumb and put it on top of some hake with with a parmesan or something absolutely delicious absolutely delicious i hope i can make it to one of those uh one of those evenings and we'll talk in a in a bit about how people can come and enjoy that but it's really interesting listening about this journey of change that you've been on because in some ways so much has changed and in others you've brought a lot of your passions um with you and obviously you know it's a it's a fat you know family experience but what has navigating change and being open to new experiences taught you and and altered that way that you might view life at midlife I think we were a bit scared of it Mm. a little bit scared and just the unknown uh, but it has completely reassured both Victoria and I of mm. that um, you know we're all human at the end of the day, and uh, you know every everybody's very open and uh, friendly, and uh, there's nothing to be scared of. It's very good. We felt it's been really good for us because you know for first time for ages, you know uh, we have to make a, a bit of an effort to to be really interested and on our toes about meeting new people and um it's just sort of you know i mean i'm not this sounds a bit over the top but we we feel almost younger because we're we're sort of um pushing ourselves a bit and and have, have opened up these rooms of kind of new experience and uh and you know, when 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 life does get pressurised, and obviously we we love working hard, um, you can you can just jump into this extraordinary, very reviving nature and get down mm-hmm. to the sea. Sometimes it takes twenty five minutes, and so yeah, we're we're, we're having real fun and uh, keep kind of thinking we made the right decision. So yeah, um, and so I'd say to any you know anybody else, I think one thing that's probably holistic in the sense of 
of change is relevant to you know not just moving but other big decisions is would be to to really know what you're going into so in our case we were quite lucky to have had those unrealistic as they were those in terms of the weather and stuff the sunny augusts of of knowing Exmoor and knowing a few faces um but we we kind of had really thought it through and uh how it could work and so you know just as long as you are you know if we'd if we'd moved to Northumberland mm. there was a there was a stage I mean it would have really been uh, um, you know I'm sure it might have worked but it, it, we, we, we really wouldn't know have known anybody and uh, I don't know I don't know, but I would just say planning and um, yeah. and and knowing knowing the the area. Yeah, yeah, important. and knowing what you love comes through as well. You know that whilst it was yes, are known your... to a certain extent, but unrealistic in the sense that it was always August, it was always summer in your experience. But in yeah. fact, it did yeah. give you those building blocks. But what also you had to build on was that sense of where you draw meaning, where you find, you know, what you love about, you know, being able to go out in nature. And like you said, those walks you've now been going on for several years. Yes. It's, it's yeah. being able to find places that can still nourish that love, that passion, that meaning in your life, even if the environment changes, the people change, what you're doing is changing. Yeah. Um, and uh, not, not to say that we spend our life in, pubs but when we drive up the drive here you can either go left to uh, the Baltimore Arms which is uh, uh, where Steve the landlord is uh, you know if, if you sort of had to uh, cast a a rare landlord in, in a sort of out of the way pub on, on you know in the middle of nowhere uh, Steve you know, and you're making a film or something, Steve would be the man. He's absolutely brilliant and hugely welcoming. And, and, and a, you walk in there and full of, you know, farmers and um, people that know the land and, um, but equally, uh, you know, interesting people. I, I love her or hate her. Boris Johnson's sister was in there the other night and, you know, the, times art critic and you know just great conversations and, and and that just fantastic and then you turn and uh, there is the Exmoor Forest Inn um, down at Simmons Bath which is a real community place it's a uh, great food and um, they have lots of events on there and that's been a real um real hub to, at home yeah just Sorry. pause there for a sec yeah it's just the uh the audio is cutting out okay so damn sorry i'm just trying to get, get it right okay okay great so just gonna pause for a minute. So let me cut from there. 
so you're on a huge adventure uh you and victoria tell us how can people get involved george either by visiting the pop-ups buying your art the prints tell us a little bit about that well um we've as i say we've had got these monthly food events um and if you did want to come down further afield, then there's the wonderful Exmoor Forest Inn, where they have 10 amazing bedrooms, um, which is a couple of miles down the road. You can eat there, you can eat here for one of the events. Um, there also Emmett's Grange, have a look on their website. They've got a fantastic website and it gives you a great sense of their what they offer in holiday cottages and camping. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so there's that. And then, um, I've been, I've got a couple of commissions to do this spring. So I'm, you know, it's quite a busy time in terms of going off places and I'm, you know, going up to Scotland. I'm going to, we're going down to Cornwall next week to Prussia Cove, paint the sea. And, um, I've got, I mean, I'm a great fan of Instagram. I uh, love Instagram, despite those irritating adverts that keep popping up. <laughs> um, uh, how long? How, how often do you have to tell tell them they're not relevant? But anyway, um, so Instagram, yes, where, where I will post, um, you know, what's going on. So I've got an exhibition on in Cheshire at the moment. I've got an exhibition on the nineteenth of May at the place called Lip Hook in. Sus, Sus, Sussex, I think, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, eight new paintings at the Framers going off there. Um, so there's a lot going on, and and there's there's a talk of a, an exhibition with um, Alice Fox Pitt up in Dorset, mm-hmm. in her she got a wonderful big barn, um, and so that's why I'm sort of beginning to pop over to Dorset now and again. Okay. Um, and then Victoria, my wife, has started a fantastic new business selling some prints from original paintings, um, amongst a lot of other things that include reviews of exhibitions, uh, restaurants. Um, it's a sort of lifestyle um, curating uh, business. And uh, she's doing really well with that. And... Uh, so always lots going on, but I would say, you know, Instagram, it's all there. And uh, that is, you know, George Irvin Fine Art mm-hmm. um, or The Curious Curator. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Because Victoria's one. Brilliant. Yeah. So, um, so lots, lots to lots to seek out there. So, George, thank you so much for coming on Life Without Walls today. I feel very inspired by your stories of adventure the new pathways and I'm sure everyone listening does too I can't wait to hear more as the adventure unfolds which I'm certain it will Uh, but for today thank you so much thank you so much Caroline thanks thank you thank you